Hi, folks, and welcome to the 49th podcast edition of Weber's Whipping Post, coming to you from sunny Arizona. I'm Weber, and I'm delighted you tuned in to listen. Today's podcast is called Independent Voters. But before I begin, let's pay a bill or two. This podcast is brought to you by Hoffman Chiropractic Neurology, celebrating 30 years in practice. Dr. Hoffman specializes in general musculoskeletal conditions, neurology, sports injuries, acupuncture, electrodiagnostics, and comprehensive wellness management. Dr. Hoffman provides experienced care for patients of all ages, from infants to elderly, from expectant moms to athletes. Dr. Hoffman's goal is to provide all patients a tailored treatment plan based on an extensive history, a thorough exam, and x-rays. Contact Hoffman Chiropractic Neurology for more information or to schedule. That's 815-937-0446. Hey, of note, my wife and I were blessed this past week with the presence of our newest granddaughter, Sloan Weber. Just three months old, she graced our home all week, and it was absolutely wonderful. She's our 11th grandkid, but who's bragging? Oh, yeah, her parents came too, Zach and Allie. Congratulations, sort of, to the Kansas City Chiefs on winning the Super Bowl over the San Francisco 49ers. I couldn't figure out a way of both teams losing, so I decided to root for the team that barely beat my Packers in the playoffs. Each Chiefs player receives $164,000 for winning, and each 49er gets $89,000 for losing. Well, we're officially at war again. Lindsey Graham must be soiling himself with the jingling going on in his pockets. After three of our soldiers was killed by a drone at a base in Jordan while they were sleeping, Biden waited until the bodies reached the U.S. to perfectly time our retaliation in a show of what? Evidently, we hit 85 targets in Iraq and Syria against Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps on Friday to our military industrial complex is in full gear again. Folks, I'm all for retaliation, but not in some circus act performance carefully coordinated by Biden for maximum news effect and election shenanigans. You look like Jeff Dunham's dummy Walter, for Christ's sakes. He was standing there while the caskets were unloaded, knowing full well he was going to hit the start button immediately after they got out. We should have retaliated about 15 minutes after those three soldiers were killed. Of course, there is a matter that those three soldiers would still be alive had we not been there in the first place. We stuck our noses into another situation we had no business being, and now it is costing us money we don't have as well as American lives. This is where I remind everybody again, we are over $34 trillion in debt and still spending like a drunken sailor. I wonder if Biden will leave all that military equipment with the enemy again when it's over. It appears the deep state court shenanigans are starting to fall apart. First, it's looking like the Georgia case against Trump might be dismissed because of a possible conflict of interest and misconduct 
Charges leveled at Fulton, Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis. Seems Ms. Willis might have misused federal funds for personal computers, clothes, and travel. There is also the matter of hiring her married boyfriend to try Trump. On Friday, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan subpoenaed Willis. By the way, misuse of funds was what she herself had fired a whistleblower over. Then secondly, Jack Smith's plans of a trial the day before Super Tuesday, March 4th, have been dashed. This is the absurd case of Smith charging Trump with election interference from 2020. A federal judge, Tanya Chutkin, has vacated the March 4th trial date, stating the court will set a new schedule if and when the mandate is returned. Trump claims he had presidential immunity from prosecution, which has not been ruled on. His claim may go to the Supreme Court. Chutkin admits that she does not have jurisdiction over the matter while it is impending before the Supreme Court. Speaking of the Supreme Court, it doesn't look like they were too impressed last Thursday with the state of Colorado for their ridiculous attempt to ban Trump from the ballot. Fox's Jonathan Turley called it a perfectly glacial reception. Even the left-leaning judges didn't seem impressed with Colorado's argument. We should know within days of their decision that if I were Sheena Bellows from Maine, who also took Trump's name off the ballots, I might be sending all those ballots back to the printers. This should never have gotten to the Supreme Court, folks. The states that took Trump's name off the ballot did so due to his perceived insurrection on January the 6th. Well, the problem with that is that Trump was never charged, indicted, or convicted of insurrection. Obviously, I'm not a legal scholar, but this fact wasn't even mentioned in the Supreme Court hearing. The left-leaning rag political was out with a banner headline that trumpeted, Kevin McCarthy is out for vengeance, baby. Kevin is the ex-Speaker of the House that was dumped from his position by his own party last October. McCarthy has since quit Congress. Political claims a McCarthy ally, Brian Walsh, is attempting to recruit primary challengers against eight members of Congress known as the Getz Eight spearheaded by Florida Republican Matt Gates. We can only hope this is not true. Why is it Republicans can never get along with each other while the Democrats march in lockstep like Nazis over every issue? The Republican Party has become a bigger circus than the Democrats. We don't need any more in-party bickering. Speaking of a Republican circus, does anyone know why Nikki Haley is still in the presidential race, she's already lost Iowa, New Hampshire, U.S. Virgin Islands, and Nevada. Trump is four for four. In Nevada, she even lost to an entity named somebody else. By the time you hear this, she will have lost her home state of South Carolina. There are growing calls for her to step down, going so far as consideration of a revolution to declare Trump the party's nominee. Yet she stays in, making the more mess in the Republican Party by taking shots at Trump. In the meantime, there are still people on the right suffering Trump derangement syndrome that are sending her money. Interestingly, both Vivek Ramaswamy and Karl Rove 
two of today's leading conservatives have the same opinion that Biden will not be the Democrat 2024 nominee for president. But Ramaswamy believes it will be Michelle Obama taking Biden's place, and Rove says no way. Rove cites Michelle's disdain for politics as the reason she won't run. Well, guys, that only leaves California Governor Gavin Newsom. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. I'm not a big country western fan, but everyone knew Toby Keith. He passed away last week of stomach cancer. He has sold 40 million albums over his illustrious career. Who could forget his famous song, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, The Angry American After the 9-11 Attacks? Recall, oh, justice will be served and the battle will rage. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And you'll be sorry that you messed with the U.S. of A. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Now, by the way, my personal favorite by Toby Keith was when he declared he'd never smoke weed with Willie again. Also, condolences to the family of Carl Weathers, the man that played Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky movies, some of my favorite flicks. He passed last week at the age of 76. Weathers was a larger-than-life figure in those movies. So now, in a study released recently, the American Psychological Association is claiming that merit-based hiring might be unfair. Seems they think inequality and merit-based decisions are intertwined. I kid you not. Hiring the most qualified candidate might be unfair, according to this group. The association actually believes hiring the most qualified candidate could contribute to inequality. My question is, who paid for this absurd study? If it was taxpayers, we should demand our money back. This is the same group of eggheads that claimed in 2019 that traditional masculinity could be mentally damaging. Evidently, people like one of the authors, Daniela Tachado, thinks we should dummy all of society down to the lowest common denominator. When are we going to stop listening to this woke bull? Ever wonder how old the earth is? Okay, but I have, and now I'm going to tell you. Using something called radiometric age dating, which I could not explain to you, they figured out that Mother Earth is much older than originally thought. Scientists now believe the Earth is 4.54 billion years old, give or take 50 million years. They further claim that means Earth is under half the age of the Milky Way galaxy, which is 11 to 13 billion years old, and a third of the universe, which is said to be 10 to 15 billion years old. The universe is certainly old, but come on, 10 to 15, that's kind of leaving quite a margin of error. Evidently, radiometric dating measures the last time that a rock being dated was either melted or disturbed enough to alter its radioactive elements. I didn't realize we could disturb a rock. The Canyon Diablo meteorite, right here in Arizona, gives the best age of Earth. Before this study, based on other theories, it was thought the Earth was between 20 million and 100 million years old, although oddly Christian Bible scholars only put it at just 6,000 years old. 
Scientist also theorizes that life appeared on Earth between 3.77 billion and 4.28 billion years ago. Having said that, they have not found fossils dating back beyond 890 million years. Just recently, two paleontologists discovered about 400 fossils in France that date back 470 million years. You know, he may already have announced this by the time you hear this, but Trump is getting close to picking his 2024 running mate. He's dropped names like Senator Tim Scott and South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, which means it probably won't be either of them. In an interview with Maria Bartolomo, he said, it's got to be who would be able to be a good president. Given that he is 77 years old, I hope he lives up to that statement. I think he is going to pick Representative Elsie Stefanik, another New Yorker, who has been seen at his Mar-a-Lago home. I'd prefer to see someone like Vivek Ramaswamy, Candace Owens, or Ron DeSantis, but have no reason to think any of them will be a consideration. I was just tossing in my two cents. Did you see the American icon U.S. Steel? As in United States Steel may have sold out to a foreign country, they were potentially acquired by Japan's Nippon Steel for $14 billion. The Union Steelworkers are pissed about this deal, and would you believe I agree with them? U.S. Steel, the number four steelmaker in the world, announced in December it would sell to the highest bidder. Trump said he will try to block that acquisition. I hope Trump does get the deal blocked. Something needs to be done to block these large corporations from selling out to foreign entities all the time. Too much of America is owned by foreign companies, and that cannot be good for America's future. Weber's Whipping Post will be right back. A.N. Weber Incorporated is a proud sponsor of Weber's Whipping Post. Now in their 76th year, Weber has offices in Kankakee, Illinois, Nashville, Tennessee, El Paso, Texas, and Chandler, Arizona. Whether you're looking for company equipment to haul your dry van or flatbed freight or logistic services for all types of freight or even a career in driving, maintenance, or sales, call Mark Tedford at 815-939-2235. You can also apply online at anweber.com. Weber has immediate openings for drivers in all areas and mechanical technicians in Kankakee, Illinois, and El Paso, Texas. Weber is also looking for logistics agents across the country. Again, call Mark Tedford at 815-939-2235 or apply online at anweber.com. And now, back to Weber's Whipping Post. So Jack Smith can terrorize Trump for classified documents stored at his Mar-a-Lago residence of the Trumps, but special counsel Robert Herr will not recommend criminal charges against Joe Biden for doing the same thing. What the hell? Talk about a two-tier justice system, and get this, the reason Herr would not bring charges against Biden even though he said they were warranted, is because Biden is a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. And that is what we have running our country. At least Trump stored documents in his house, 
Biden's were out in the garage. Biden's documents pertain to military and foreign policy in Afghanistan, as well as other sensitive records related to national security and foreign policy. They admitted there was also damning photos that could have negative consequences toward his 2024 re-election. Folks, the United States Department of Justice has a double standard of justice here. They slow walk the Biden investigation before deciding not to charge him, yet Trump's trial for doing the same thing as Biden is May 20th. Would you believe Donald Trump agrees with me, telling the audience of a recent NARA speech that if Biden is not going to be charged, then neither should he? And would you believe both Biden and Vice President Harris are upset about the poor memory remark, barking at reporters when they had the audacity to ask about it? You know, we we just can't get those two out of office fast enough. More and more people that might be in the know, including Nikki Haley, are saying the Democrat Party is getting closer to booting Biden for running for president in 2024. There's even been mention of tossing him on his ear using the 25th Amendment. You remember that amendment. It's the one they threatened Trump with about every 20 minutes. All this might explain Gavin Newsom's shadow campaign. On Friday, the Senate voted to fork over $95.3 billion of our money to Ukraine and Israel. Over the objection of perhaps the only good senator we have, Rand Paul. A total of 17 Republican senators voted for the bill. Nothing done to fix our southern border, but we're spending more money we don't have. Of note, I was disappointed to see Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana was one of the GOP voting to give away more of our money. I expected better out of Mr. Kennedy. But while I'm on the topic, you surely heard that the border security bill did not pass with the blame put on Trump because he wasn't for it. This shows just how devious congressmen can be. The border security bill, which was explained as $118 billion for security, actually had $60 billion earmarked for Ukraine aid. Therefore, of the $118 billion, only $58 billion of that money was meant for our southern border. No damn wonder Trump came out against it. But how many people out there are only going to hear that the 118 was for border security, not knowing that more than half that money was going to be siphoned off to the Ukraine? All these shenanigans have put Senator Minority Leader Mitch McConnell in the hot seat. There is dissension in the Republican ranks against him and it may mean he is ousted from his chair. We can only hope. You remember Doc Severinsen from the Johnny Carson show? Would you believe at 96 he's still alive and kicking? I run across this little tidbit the other day, and that got me wondering about some other entertainers that we grew up with. Sadly, we don't hear much about them anymore, yet they're still alive. I learned Petula Downtown Clark and Yoko Break Up the Beatles' Ono are both 91 now. Willie Nelson and John Mayo, both still incredibly producing music, are both 90. I've always been a big follower of John Mayo's blues music.
Frankie Valley and Pat Boone are both 89 now. Herb Alpert, Bobby Venton, and Johnny Mathis are also 88. Then there's good old Engelbert. Is he, he's 87, as is Chris Christofferson, and blues legend Buddy Guy, as well as retired Rolling Stone Bill Wyman. And finally, Roberta, the first time I ever saw your face, is 86. Speaking of old, have you heard about the Herculaneum scrolls? They look like burnt sausages as they survived the volcanic eruption of Mount Vesuvius near Naples, Italy in, in about A.D. 79. There was about a thousand of these scrolls in number. They are rolled up and burnt to a crisp, which caused them to disintegrate if someone tried to open them. So, three geeks from the University of Nebraska figured out a way to decipher them using AI technology. In fact, they have been able to decipher about 85% of them. Now, there is no truth to the rumor that the first paragraph they were able to decipher was an ad for the MyPillow guy. Seriously, though, from the scroll, scientists were able to read the words of the philosopher Philodemus writing about pleasure and the abundance of goods. It is believed that the scrolls were housed in Julius Caesar's father-in-law's home. You ever hear of Don Scholes? Most probably have not, but the 76-year-old is an MIT-trained engineer and the founder of Schultz Research and Development. The company develops and markets Don's inventions, many under the brand name Rockman. He holds many patents related to his work at the uh, Schultz Research and Development. Don was born in Toledo, the son of Don Schultz, a home builder who became wealthy from prefabricated luxury home designs. The elder Don founded Schultz Design, the forerunner of Schultz Homes Incorporated. As a kid, the younger Don studied classical piano. He could play guitar, bass, keyboard, and even the drums. He was a top student in school and a member of the varsity basketball team. He received his bachelor's degree in 1969 and a master's degree just a year later in mechanical engineering from MIT. He then worked for the Polaroid Corporation as a senior product design engineer and is involved in many charities. You know, that alone would be quite a career for anybody. However, there's something else about Don you should know. In the early 70s, he built his own recording studio in an apartment basement and also began writing songs. You might have heard of him by the name of Tom Schultz, the founder of the rock band Boston. It is in that basement that Donald Thomas Scholes and the late Brad Delp recorded the first Boston album unknown to the record label Epic. Most of the recording equipment were devices he invented. Released in 1976, the debut Boston album became the best-selling U.S. album at the time. The album also won the Recording History of, of America Century Award for the best-selling debut album. It has sold 17 million copies in the U.S. and 20 million worldwide. This makes it one of the best-selling albums of all time. Tom Scholz is definitely an American success story, and now you know who he is. Here's some Roll Me Away updates. Combined 
book exhibits presented at the Baltimore Book Festival in January. This event attracts librarians, booksellers, distributors, educators, agents, and film production companies to collect information on books they might want to purchase in bulk. Hopefully they purchased a whole bunch. Romy Away was then included in a U.S. review of books for the end of January, even being named as a recommended book. There was a fantastic review published by Philip Zazaro. You can read it on my Facebook page. He even caught my Bob Seger references. There were a couple of other mentions of the book, but I don't want to spill the beans in all of them at once. Tune in to future podcasts if you want to hear about others. But of note, Dawn and I will be manning booth 228 at the Tucson Book Festival in Tucson, Arizona on March 8th and 9th. If you happen to be in the area, stop by and meet us. Tell you what, mention this podcast there and I'll give you a free signed book. And now my latest commentary, Independent Voters. My buddy Keith and I were driving back home the other day from a golf course that really kicked our keisters. Well, me more than Keith, but that's just another day. Headed home, tail tucked between our legs, we avoided discussing golf any further for the day. The conversation turned to politics, which I'm prone to do. Somewhere in the conversation, Keith professed to me that he was an independent. This surprised me. I replied to his proclamation by using a cliche I often use to get the goat of Democrats. You know, there's a belief that an independent is just a person who votes Democrat, but is embarrassed to admit it. Naturally, Keith was taken aback, but then challenged me about the claim. You can call Keith a lot of things, but not a Democrat. Researching it later, it turned out neither of us had all the facts needed in order to have that conversation. That, too, is usually just another day. Our wives would certainly agree. According to a 2019 Pew Research Center report, 38% of Americans claim to be independent. However, only 7% of voters are actually really true independents. When I read that statistic, the first thing I thought to do was text Keith and give him a giant, I told you so. I went to do that off also. But then I read further, you know, past the first paragraph. Turns out of the 38% claiming to be an independent, 17% of them nearly always vote Democrat. In full disclosure, I thought this number would be much greater. But then it occurred to me, why would anyone admit they voted for Biden? He supposedly won with 81 million votes, but it is nearly impossible to find anyone that admits voting for Biden today. Well, that left 13% that usually vote Republican, another number that surprised me. I must be easily surprised. At 13%, it was a much higher number than I thought it would be. You suppose those folks voted for Trump but didn't want anybody to know about it? But they do it again, though. I can't blame them. The media likes to portray Trump voters as mouth-breathing, ignorant troglodytes. Pew did another poll in 2021 on the subject, but my eyeballs crossed trying to understand it. The poll showed that there are actually nine different voter groups calling themselves independents. In case one is confused where their views placed them in the spectrum, they included a handy-dandy 16-question poll to see where one might fit on the political spectrum. Even though I don't claim to be an independent, I took the test. 
Bet some readers out there thought I finished somewhere in the middle of a right-wing nutjob category. Before seeing the questions, I kind of figured that's where I'd be too. But that wasn't the case at all. I placed two sections to the left of the right-wing nutjobs. What I'm calling a right-wing nutjob, Pew calls a faith-and-flag conservative. I was devastated that I wasn't a faith-and-flagger. Labeling me a populist right-wing voter is how they put me in their little box. Populist right voters are very conservative and overwhelmingly Republican. They stand out for their intensely negative views of immigration. Unlike other GOP-oriented groups, they are highly critical of large corporations and banks and say the economic system unfairly favors powerful interest. They express strong support for former President Donald Trump. A majority say he should run for president again in 2024. Like the other two conservative groups, us populist right voters are overwhelmingly white. However, in contrast with these groups, a majority are women. Populist right also have less formal education than most other groups. Just two in ten are college graduates. You know what? They did pretty much fit my views, except the woman part. Color me guilty as charged. There should have been a question to measure just how MAGA people are, too. I'm going to have to get Keith to take that test, especially since he claims to be an independent. It will give us something to argue about to take our minds off bad golf. If you're interested in knowing where you are on that political spectrum, just click on the link that can be found on my website in the blog section. I wonder how long it will take for the FBI to turn up at my door now. Hey, this is a call out for sponsors. Folks, have you ever thought about advertising your business on a podcast? At only $35 per episode, my podcast is an inexpensive way to get your product out before the public. So far, I have generated 6,626 downloads. That's 13,752 ears. Email me at aweber1957 at gmail if you would like to sign up. You can write your own ad or I'll do it for you at no expense. That's all I got for you, folks. If you like this podcast, please tell others. Check out my blog at www.weberswhippingpost.com. Thanks a million for listening. Bye now. Bye now.